This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Hello, guys. Welcome to a special debate here on Radio Techers, uh, where we are going to be discussing whether NXT has failed. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Do, do you do you want music? Is that is that what you're waiting for? timing uh our second illustrious guest just before we uh we get to the introductions um yeah essentially there's a lot of rumor and innuendo about uh the future of nxt lots of uh kind of inner wranglings in the company uh and myself and ray had a conversation recently about whether we thought that nxt had failed in 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 its original premise of of providing uh fresh talent for the main roster uh, and after we did that recording, um, we felt that there were more opinions out there that maybe wasn't as, as well aligned with ours. So we, uh, we decided to uh, to stretch this out a little bit. It originally was meant to just be kind of like a Twitter conversation, but with the amazing uh, opinions of, uh, of Tanner and the Queen of Any, uh, we, we felt that this needed to be needed to be aired. So... Uh, before we get into the conversation, let's go around the table and let's do some introductions. So, Tanner, how are you, sir? Uh, I, I'm good. Stream good, <laughs> content good. Uh, ready, <laughs> re- ready to have a good debate over uh, some, some NXT and some wrestling. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of our favorite people getting back into the, uh, the content creation game, uh, literally today, dropped her her comeback episode of the queen and pops experience and it is outstanding uh the <laughs> queen of any look at this just the 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 praise how are you thank you queen mama <laughs> hi everyone i missed your faces it's so nice to see you i feel like i've i've come back from a journey <laughs> and here i am it's the best journey though having a baby is the best highly recommend it absolutely is and ma Brother from another mother, uh, the yin to my yang, the person who dragged me kicking and screaming to this content creation world, Mr. Ray Cash. Thanks for turning up. I regret it every day. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no, so, so, so it's your fault. <laughs> so you're the one. <laughs> I apologize on behalf of the world. 
Uh, no, it's it's good to be on. It's good to actually get a chance to work with you guys because I've followed y'all forever. I've you know I've watched Radio Takers a million times. I've listened to your stuff a bunch, Queen. It's good to really kind of get a chance to kind of work with you guys. So, thank you, Max. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Max also brings here. us all together, doesn't it? <laughs> no, but I mean, and the, the the passion we have for wrestling brings us all together. I mean, way before I was even into the content creation game, I had a, a passion for wrestling, as we all did, uh, and that passion was uh, was very much reignited with with NXT. Uh, we all in, in different kind of timelines have, have all taken NXT to our our hearts and really enjoyed the content that they put out. Um, and it, it's saddening to hear these rumours of the power struggles uh, within NXT uh, and whether it's it's essentially failed in its original uh, premise. So uh, what I wanted to do first is get people's... Um, First experiences with NXT. How did you get into uh, the product, um, and and how how have you gone along on that NXT journey? So I'll start with with you, Ray. Uh, essentially, an, an OG, a day one ish. Uh, let us know about your uh, kind of NXT experiences. So um, I was a big proponent of the original NXT game show. Um, I remember. <laughs> I remember um, being brought in by the dynamic of Daniel Bryan being a, a rookie and The Miz being his pro. Um, and so from then on, I always kept uh, an eye on that aspect of it because I always enjoyed development and new talent and people I've never heard of before. And at the time, I was very much a WWE is the only company that matters. And if you did have something on the indies, you were a nobody. Like, I hated. Daniel Bryan, because his fans said he was the best in the world and he never wrestled a match in WWE. Now, years later, I can tell you how stupid I was. Um, I can openly admit. But I remember um, the, the kind of building of the performance center, the transitioning from FCW-esque to NXT proper. And I remember um, the shows were originally on just Hulu. And I would catch them every Wednesday on Hulu and I would... People like Seth Rollins, um, you know, uh, you got a chance to see people like Big E, um, Bo Dallas, who at the time was a horrible babyface that became one of the best heels I've seen in the past 15 years, right? And so many of the newer um, group of people, but more than anything, it was different than main roster WWE because they actually had a chance to tell stories in a different manner. They actually had a chance to kind of do squash matches in the way the squash matches, I guess, I'm not in the business, but I would think would be the way they were created to be, to build further up and further up and further up. And you finally got a chance to see women taken seriously, which is something that we had never seen <laughs> in a major capacity with the, with the exception of like two or three women. Um, so yeah, from day one, the very first episode, I believe um, Jim Ross came down, Dusty came out as the... Um, general manager or whatever you call him. Uh, Regal mm -hmm. may have been on, on commentary. Cassius Ono was there. Like, it was just so... Richie Steamboat. So many people that just, you know, I look back now and just miss because you don't see them much anymore. But I've been hooked from that moment on. Um, and then they started hiring, like, actually named people like Steen and Generico and Pac and all these people and become who we know them to be now. And I've been hooked since then. So, like, 
I'm not one of these people that got into it because of takeovers. Like takeover was kind of like an icing on the cake and like a strawberry on top for me or a cherry on top. Right? Yeah. Uh, so Queen, um, what, uh, what are your early memories of, uh, of NXT? Yeah. So it's weird. I, I gave up on wrestling for a while and I would tune in for mania always and SummerSlam and rumble. And that was kind of about it for a pretty long time. And when I saw stuff rumbling around about this NXT, I wasn't really in at the beginning, which I'm sad to say, um, because I feel like I would have, thinking about it now, I'm sad that I wasn't as like gung-ho about it at the beginning. But I think once they had that first kind of takeover event, which isn't really even a takeover, right? It's like their first major pay-per-view style. Um, I realized something that I'd been missing in wrestling, which was wrestling. Does that sound weird? (laughs) Um, WWE was changing at that time. And I I had a hard time with it. But once I saw what was happening in NXT, the actual wrestling that was being put on, I was like, oh, oh, shit. Like, this is, I want this. This is what I've been looking for and what I went to the indies for in the first place. Um, um, Much like you, Ray, like, I was a WWE girl pretty much my whole life Mm -hmm. until kind of, like, 2009 time period when I kind of gave up for a while. And I went to the indies, and I, I was hungry for that feeling. And NXT put it on a platter for me. And I was like, okay, like you got me now. And ever since then, it's been something I have adored. And and I really love what you said, Ray, about putting on a showcase for women for the first time, like the four horsewomen of WWE NXT. Like that's where it happens. And before that, Paige and Emma. Even before and that, Audrey you know, Marie. you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. But for me at that time period, it, it, that's what I saw. And I, and I didn't see that earlier stuff. And I'm bummed. I saw it later, obviously, because I went back and watched everything. But that moment for me was like, oh, hell yes. No more bra and panties. I'm here. Like, let's go. I've always wanted women to be taken more seriously in this company. And boom, there's NXT. Um, and and it makes me sad to see what's on Tuesdays on USA now in some ways. Tana, um, tell us your kind of uh, early uh, memories of, of being part of the NXT fandom. Uh, so my, my NXT story is not really that much different from, from Ray or, or Queen. I mean, I think that, you know, being a wrestling fan in that period of time was, oh, you're watching WWE because that's the, the, <laughs> the, the product to watch, you know, in terms of its immediacy, right? Um, but yeah, there was definitely, you know, you could go and watch Ring of Honor. You could go watch New Japan. You could, you could, there, there were other companies that you could go and see, but WWE, um, was by far the big time at, you know, at that point in in history. Um, I, I feel like I did miss quite a bit of the early stuff. I do recall the NXT, the game show, as Ray had mentioned, and and obviously characters like Seth Rollins and Big E, and uh, you hear about the women's revolution, as Queen brought up earlier. Uh, you hear about these these rumblings of, oh, this is what's going on in NXT, and this is really cool. I I, th- I feel like the the one moment that really kind of stands out in mind is um, uh, I was I was at my apartment. My wife and I had just gotten married, and there was this pay-per-view that was going on on WWE Network, 
and uh, the fir- the opening match was Jushin Thunder Liger versus Tyler Breeze, and I was like, oh, well that's interesting, Jushin Thunder Liger in WWE. I gotta see what's going on, and it was a great show, and it had me hooked ever since. You know, so I've been a dedicated NXT fan since you know that that era with you know Finn Balor and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and everybody else that was you know around at that time, and to see it progress. Uh, you know, through the through the eras that we've had with Nakamura, and then with you know the Gargano and Ciampa era, and you know so on. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's where my NXT fandom comes from. Yeah, so it's it's actually ironic that being the oldest person on this panel, I'm actually the the technically the youngest NXT fan because as uh, as I've made it uh, well known, I was out of wrestling for a decade. Uh, and I was dragged back in with New Japan uh, in about 2016, so I missed all of the game show stuff. A lot of the the uh, the, the Neville, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens stuff. Um, my first real memories of uh, of NXT is is the Shinsuke Nakamura era. Um, so I'm I think in a way I've been kind of blessed that I haven't seen the the genesis from it being. A, a, a brand to make main roster stars. I've actually seen big stars on the brand from day one. Um, so uh, perhaps my kind of uh, outlook on it is going to be a little bit skewed because it, this was when it was in the kind of like third brand stage almost of, of, of NXT, or at least getting towards becoming that that kind of third brand, the 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 indie uh, version of WWE, I suppose. Um, so um, going back to uh, when it was meant to be uh, a, de- a developmental uh, um, uh, kind of system for, for main roster, the, the question is, has that failed? Has that failed as a, as a premise? Uh, how did it work in, in the early days? Um, again, I'm going to throw it to, to Ray with having the most experience with NXT. In those early days of NXT, did it live up to its uh, its um, its allotted uh, premise of, of of providing wrestlers for the main roster? Oh, absolutely. Um, so from the very beginning, and I'm speaking strictly on once it became a television show, mm-hmm. and once FCW ceased and everything moved to the Performance Center, and so on and so forth. Um, it absolutely was the entire premise of NXT was to bring people who were on the fringes of the main roster who needed kind of retuning. Cesaro comes to mind, Jinder Mahal, right? At, ver- at the very beginning, before he was released, Drew McIntyre was down there. Mm-hmm. Um, Alicia Fox, from the women's perspective, in Summer Rae. Um, and the new people, getting them camera ready. Because the one thing that WWE does, or most people in the Indies, let me not just say WWE, because they're the main company, but we've had other television-facing companies. But the hardest thing that people that are coming from indie perspectives don't understand is where the hard cam is, is um, kind of playing to the camera, because as you as you know, it depends. If you're an indie wrestler, you play to the crowd. If you're a WWE mm-hmm. wrestler, you play to the camera, because most of the people are watching at home, um, and that was a big part of NXT was getting these people ready. Seth Rollins was ready to go to the main roster from day one. And if you believe uh, what he said in some of the rumors, he let Triple H know that very regularly. Why am I here? But there was that growth period. 
So it absolutely was doing what it was supposed to do. Even going to when they started hiring new people, the 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 I think kind of the big linchpin moment of NXT with kind of, which kind of let people know they're here is when they signed in a span of months, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Kenta aka Hideo Itami, Finn Balor, and Neville. Because there's this one very very um, famous picture of all five of them and Triple H almost in a, a flying V esque formation kind of saying hey we're here now the indies are coming to wwe because you know those were the guys queen you said you were watching the indies at that time right. those were the those were the kings of the indies sure were um and they treated them as they should be treated neville did a bid and moved up kevin owens did a few months and moved up finn balor did a few months thinking no he did longer because he was the champ but you know most of the people did their time and moved up that was the plan Big E moved up quick Bo Dallas was put in the Royal Rumble before he ever moved up. That was the goal. It wasn't until they started getting so much critical acclaim to where there was um, kind of a calling, an outcry to bring it to other cities where they realized we can make some money off of this. Mm-hmm. You know, while TakeOver Brooklyn is maybe the greatest um, night in the history of NXT, it's probably the worst thing ever happened to them because that's when they realized we can make money off of this. And that's when I think the ideology changed from hiring people specifically for developing them for the main roster and building a third brand. And I think that's like the moment when you can realize, yeah, this is different now. Mm-hmm. So uh, you mentioned some of the, the, the huge stars that, that had a stint in, in NXT and then went on to do pretty big things on, on the main roster. But you're looking at uh, the likes of Finn Balor, first Universal Champion. Kevin Owens is a huge star. Seth Rollins is is one of the I would say one of the most bulletproof wrestlers on the on the main roster, especially in this era of of everybody's uh, name being on the chopping block. Uh, the likes of um, Samoa Joe went up and and kind of started with 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 uh, the how you would you put it as a flop perhaps. Where do you think? And I'm going to throw this to Queen. Where do you think the the kind of wheels started coming off? uh nxt being the developmental brand and stars being primed for big roles on on main roster and then we see flop after flop after flop of of nxt stars just not hitting uh on main roster i'm gonna say it's after the women i'm gonna be honest once those four went up that was it and and i and i also agree a lot with ray that takeover brooklyn sparked a light and, and here is where the fork in the road starts of, of the question that you posed on Twitter. Is it a failure? Um, yes and no is, is both of the answer. But I will tell you that I what I think is their ideology, brand three, new talent development. It went like this when it needed to go like this. Mm-hmm. If that's what they wanted to do with NXT, right? If they wanted to keep it this lane of, of developing new talent to, to push to their other two brands then that didn't work out the way that they had thought, I guess, which is why what I said to your answer um, on Twitter, I said, I think really what it needs is, is a redefinition. What is NXT now? It's not really what's next because you branded it now as your third brand. And in a lot of cases, it can be better than the other two in terms of what's happening story-wise, um, uh, star power in a lot of ways because things are hitting in NXT and have been over the past couple of years that aren't hitting 
and the other two. But in the same token, if you're thinking about, right, big stars on, on the stage, you have the ladies, all four of those ladies in their own right, superstars. Mm-hmm. After that, what do we have? We have people who made impacts, but I'm going to say they were more impactful in NXT than they ever were elsewhere. Andrade, mm-hmm. for example. Bo Dallas, another one. How dope was Bo Dallas in NXT? So dope. Then he comes to the main roster and it's just like, huh, what do we do with this guy? Andrade, same problem. Mm-hmm. Aleister Black, same problem. It's right. issues. And to me, I feel like Finn could have done so much more if he didn't get hurt. But he mm-hmm. got hurt and he had to drop that belt. And that for me was was the last real opportunity of a true NXT-born star. Finn's a star in his own right from, uh, from other mm-hmm. things. But if you're looking at NXT... And going right to to Raw and and SmackDown and he wins the Universal title and then he's hurt and he drops it. That was the last, for me at least, real opportunity for an NXT superstar to be huge. Hmm. Because they dropped the ball on Finn so hard. And I mean, look, he got hurt. Shit happens. We got to move on with the story. Okay, cool. But they could have brought him back and done so many other things that they didn't do. He ended up being better returning to NXT than he was in the other places. And that should speak volumes for itself as to the issues that they're having with NXT. Is it a third brand? Is it your developmental? They need to separate that at this point. I think we're kind of way too far gone on the brand part for the developmental. So that, for me, opens up another question. Uh, And I'll throw it to to Tana first, but I definitely want all uh, your opinions on it. Was this always destined to happen? Uh, when you are uh, becoming the, you're bringing in all these indie darlings. Uh, you're attracting all these new uh, ads on a, on with, from fans who were not particularly interested in the main roster and the kind of sanitized uh, WWE way of producing. But you're bringing in the likes of Finn Balor. You're bringing in uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. You're bringing in Samoa Joe. All these big names in different scenes was it always destined to be a breakaway and come away from that uh feeding for the main roster and become its own entity well and and that's that's the 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 sixty four thousand dollar question right like that's that that's the the ultimate thing is like what what was the ultimate vision of NXT? Was it supposed to always be developmental? Or, I mean, once they've found that there's actual money to be made in, 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 in trying to make the stars of tomorrow happen, right? Like, you know, it, it, did they change course? I mean, that's obviously why we're here having this debate, right? Um, I, I, I agree with a lot of what Queen says. I, I disagree with some of it in that they've made... Stars NXT's made people who have major star potential. Um, I, I mean, I can look back at Shinsuke Nakamura, for example, and point to him being uh, making his debut. Uh, was it right before Backlash? Um, and uh, when he made his debut, he had the the fans at the SmackDown just like singing along with his song. Um, he went on to win the the Royal Rumble. He went on to take on AJ Styles uh, for the championship. You know, kicking I mean, in the dick about forty five thousand times. And that's where I start to have a problem. <laughs> is that it, it, it? It's a noticeable pattern that once somebody comes up from NXT, it's no longer about what did you do in NXT and you making an impact in WWE in the same way that you made an impact in NXT. It's now like, oh, well, you're here, and so we're going to make you what we want to make you. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, forget what you did in NXT. That doesn't matter anymore. It's like just mm-hmm. it's just like forget about what you did on the independent circuit or forget about what you did in Japan or Mexico, whatever. You're here now. This is this is the big time. This is where the big boys play. So we want you to do what we want you to do. And that's going to be, uh, hey, I need you to, to do this quick job match to Brock Lesnar uh, in Saudi Arabia. Or I'm going to need you to do, you know, w- whatever it might be. I feel like there is not, um, and I talked about this on, on Headlock Talk previously years ago, but there's not that, um, there's not anybody to shuttle or, or to properly, like, bed in people from NXT, it feels like. Triple H is supposed to be responsible for that, but there's nobody to really chauffeur talent and be like, hey, listen, you know, this is what the main roster is like, and here these are things that we can get you used to and whatever. But in the same inverse, there's nobody who will be there to, like, stick up for them. Triple H could be that guy, but he's busy running NXT. There's nobody who can be the voice of the people being brought up to say, hey, you should probably really think about what you're doing with this character or think about what you're doing with this talent. That's not really the best, most efficient way to do it, and that's not how we got the most out of him here in NXT. Why don't you try it this way? But ultimately, who's got the pencil at the end of the day? It's Vince McMahon. If, can I jump in real quick? Because there's one thing yeah, you said absolutely. that, that, that uh, Tanner, that I disagree with, but I think it's yeah. a good discussion. Because uh, there's, all, there's been a lot of kind, there's always a lot of rhetoric between why these people don't work on the main roster. Okay. And I I absolutely understand from a fan's perspective that if this works in NXT, then it's got to work on main roster, right? But history yeah. has shown us that the same people don't watch the same things. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, so, and I'll give you a perfect example of why NXT f- actually fails people, I think, more than it helps them because of the um, kind of the, the process of how it works and how people attach to what they do so much. Bailey is a perfect example of why NXT has NXT failed Bailey, as far as I'm concerned, and I explain why. Because her two year run on, on on NXT was one of the greatest character arcs that we've ever seen in the history of professional wrestling. I'll go that far. From being almost essentially like a female Eugene S character, go back and watch original Bailey. She, like I I was really terrified they were gonna go that route with it. Yeah. To being just the the fangirl who doesn't even think she should be there to making friends with everybody and and everybody turning on her to kind of growing her own gumption and belief in herself to losing everybody and then getting her wins back and to finally get beating sasha it is a beautiful arc and then she goes to nxt i mean she goes to the main roster and because what she's done in nxt it's expected that everybody's that she's going to pop up on nxt on main roster and boom everybody knows that no, they don't. Well, she she did have quite the the arrival. She did make quite the debut and was really hot at the beginning of WWE. In, sure, in her well, WWE but, run. At, but over time, you did see that that regression. I think. Well, one one thing we know about all four of us know about wrestling fans in general is any surprise is going to pop the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when she came out, that was a legit surprise. So any surprise is always going to pop the crowd. But it's let's another guy this is an nxt guy but aj when he's debuted on the Royal rumble got a huge pop and then the next night on raw it was kind of like oh hey he's here which is why mm-hmm. they took a minute to kind of reintroduce him to the crowd now i would have liked for them to have done with aj what they did with bailey but from vince's perspective am i saying it's right or wrong or indifferent it makes more sense to explain a guy who's never been here then i should have to explain bailey to the same crowd because clearly if she's selling out twelve thousand seat arenas y'all should know who she is 
but the crowd didn't. And it took a while to re-ingratiate her and to rebuild her. And I think while that always, of course, everything falls at the litmus and at the line of at the feet of Vince McMahon, absolutely. But NXT, that wasn't developmental because she became so big based off of a story that could never be told anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So to not have the forethought to say, well, how can we make this and streamline this and explain this character to the major crowd? I'll give you one more example, and because I, I don't want to take up all the time. Emma is another example. Now, you guys wouldn't watch when Emma debuted. When Emma first started, everybody couldn't stand her because they were like, what is this stupid-ass dance? But we realized she, <laughs> but we realized she could wrestle. She could wrestle. Yeah. And when we saw her wrestle, we were like, well, okay. It's a little endearing. And then it got to the point where it's it was it's like listening to, um, I don't know, a song in like the mid two thousands. It's stuck in your head all day long, because mm-hmm. everybody was doing that stupid little dance, but it only worked because it got built up over time that she could wrestle, and she was actually endearing, and it wasn't just some stupid quirk. And then she goes to the main roster, and again, I'm not saying that they have the best debuts, not at all, not at all. But it didn't work because nobody understood why she did the dance. And so mm. I think that's partially it's partially Vince's fault for not um, having the synergy enough to grow that. But also, if your job in NXT is to build these guys for the main roster, then that should be something they're prepared for. Xavier Woods stealing Brodus Clay's exact gimmick when he debuted. It took the New Day to save him. He thought he was getting fired. And so, like, these are all failures on both parts. But NXT, we have to admit, didn't do their job with these particular people. Now, that's but, not everybody. But, but what was their job? Supposedly supposed to to make them ready for the main roster, then the main roster didn't even want them. Yeah. That's how, that's how I, it comes off to me. Okay. Like, you don't, you, you're like, okay, you're going to come to Raw. We're going to completely ignore everything you just did for the past couple of years. We're going mean- to expect people to know you. And just okay, this is Bailey. Boom, there she is. There's no I mean, commentary team to we, help them. We've There's seen no... that happen. We've How seen many that happen. times? Yeah, I mean, it's happened recently with Dewdrop. Yeah, we that's, I just to was never say remember. That. That's a massive failure. That's Excuse a massive me. Failure. Yeah, she's like you. You know, you don't mention anything. That, and, and mm-hmm. Also, Who why does that make me want to watch your other? What's right. going on? <laughs> why does that make me want to watch the other shit that you put on? That makes me not give a shit about anything else. If I if I don't watch NXT, right? If I don't watch yeah. NXT UK, which I don't, but let's say I'm an only Raw or SmackDown girl, yeah. and that's how you debut. You're you're supposedly ready to come up to the main main roster stars. I don't give a shit. I'll never watch NXT because you just treat it like uh, whatever. So guess what? I'm gonna as a fan, casual fan, treat it like whatever. Yeah. That's that's my problem. Yeah, NXT should prepare them for main roster, but what does that mean? And I think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. That synergy you're talking about, Ray, is missing. Sure. They like miss yes. each other. Trains in the night. Yeah. Also, who the fuck on commentary isn't doing their job? Sorry, Michael Cole, suck it. Because you're not doing the right thing. And the right thing is to say, this is who they are. If you don't want to watch NXT, maybe you should. Because this person did blah, 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 blah. List it out. Sell me on why I should watch them on your main roster. That's partly their responsibility, just as it's NXT's responsibility to prepare them for whatever it is. But if they're supposed to be the same character in NXT as they are on the other brands, 
then why aren't you talking about it? If they're making a completely different character, that's a whole other conversation, right? Yeah. If they're not coming the same that they were, then that's a different issue. But mm. if I'm supposed to have fear in my heart for for uh, Alistair Black being all scary and, and crazy, are you going to tell me about him at all? Or do I just have to go do my own research? Because well, yeah. a casual fan isn't going to do that. Yeah. No, I, and 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 I want to actually, you know, I'm not trying to cut you off, Queen, but I I you're agree fine. so much with a lot of what you're saying, and yeah. and and I think that a lot of it too is actually the inverse of what you would expect WWE to do because of right. of what they did well. I mean, one thing that you always hear about Paul Heyman is how much that he um, like put in front of you the things that that. ECW did well and hid diminished the things that they did poorly. the positives, hide right. the negatives. Yes, right. exactly, one hundred percent. I mean, with with uh, let, let's take that series of call up this series of cops with Aleister Black, right? When Aleister Black debuted in NXT, he never cut a promo. He came out to the ring, very you know, very, almost marched to the ring, and then threw a black mass and. That was it. He, he took care of jobbers for months and months, and 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 progressively beat t- more top tier talent as he went on. When Aleister Black was was debuting in NXT, not NXT, but like on the main roster for the longest stretch of time, he was cutting promos in a broom closet, uh, dimly lit, and not wrestling. So it's kind of like, what what are we doing here? This isn't telling me anything about who Aleister Black is in the mm-hmm. ring. Why do I need to care about why he like him cutting this promo? It doesn't mean anything to me. Uh, Ricochet, very similar kind of thing where like he 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 showed you in the ring what he was really good at, uh, but then you made him cut a promo, and it really exposed that he can't cut promos as well as most of the other roster because he doesn't he doesn't read off of a script like like an actor. He's not an actor. He's a wrestler. He he's like that's that's not his thing. Can- and then we could we. Could, talk all day about the viking experience and oh, don't how, say it and how don't crazy, say that how crazy oh. that was uh i got into a fight My with ears. road dog on twitter that night because he thought it was a great idea and i remember not. no one thought i, I actually it. remember the fight i remember the fight <laughs> i remember <laughs> it, it, was, it was hilarious because that was one of the that's one of the fights that made me realize man road dog might need to shut the hell up yeah. That was the time that made you think that. <laughs> Look, man, I'm a DX fan, dog. I, I come up in the dude era. I'm sorry, I rocked the road, dog, a little too long. If mm-hmm. can just let me, if I may retort, just on I can't speak on the Viking Raiders, but just on Alster and uh, Ricochet, and I want I want all y'all opinion. Damn. Can we not say? That because you look, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. I want to play devil's advocate yeah. real quick. Oh, for devil's sure. advocate, Alster Black, uh, interweaving. Journal, okay, never mind. I see you. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I tried to be clever. Never mind. Uh, no, it, it, it was effective. I loved it. <laughs> is that also still not a part of the failure of NXT? Because if you're going to call, send them up. They were sent up. Yeah. You should know that they got to cut promos because the NXT, the main roster is not built upon wrestling. Like wrestling is, is wrestling is the most least most important part of the main roster. Everybody on that roster can wrestle. Cool. What else can you do? How can you set yourself apart? So that exposes the issue right there. Yes, and, exactly. And, and it, it gets back to the the original question: Was this always destined to happen? And uh, Queen, um, I, I really want your take on this. With you being a very uh, New Japan centric and very indie centric, mm-hmm. uh, you, you <laughs> knew a lot of these wrestlers uh, before they were even uh, the likes of uh, Andrade or Alistair Black. Mm. 
when you were, were getting into NXT and a lot of indie fans were getting into NXT, was this always going to happen, that there would be some disconnect between these wrestlers who are big stars on the indies then going being meant to be being proud for, for main roster WWE? Was there always going to be this disconnect? I think yes, but not in the way that you might think. I, I don't think that anybody can anybody who who wants to to be on Raw or SmackDown in WWE knows the drill. You know what you're going to have to do. Mm. It's sports entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. Have emphasis on the entertainment. The wrestling is the sprinkling, especially recently. NXT is not that. Mm-hmm. So when the indie wrestlers are being recruited, even to this day, like Alex Zane, who was just let go. When you're recruiting folks like that, you're recruiting them for NXT specifically because mm-hmm. that's how it's been designed. And I don't blame the wrestlers who came from the indies, even, even in the early stages, for that because that's the culture NXT created. It was the indie version, I think Tanner said it before, of, of WWE, 100%. That black box vibe. If you've ever been to theater before you have your main stage performance all the crazy lights and you have a black box little theater that's nxt that gives you more of a chance to have audience interaction that feeling that you get only at an indie show nxt was giving on a in, in a prime time quote-unquote television format mm-hmm. and even still to this day it has that that something it's not as high as it was before but it's still there in its design and at its heart, it's got that grit that the other two just don't have. They're not the same type of feel. I, I don't know that they... It was def- destined for disconnect because of the way NXT became when NXT is now. That split, that's the problem. You're making it into a brand and you're grooming those wrestlers for NXT specifically. If yeah. that's what you're doing then they should be smart like Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano and Ciampa and never fucking move and stay mm-hmm. right there. And and that leads me to something that, uh, and I want to throw this to Ray uh, first because he uh, he really kind of drilled this this point home on, on uh, our uh, chat on, on head trauma. Was the turning point when uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano said, we would rather quit than leave NXT. We would rather quit than go up to main roster. Was that the kind of uh, the the death knell of uh, NXT being the developmental brand and it being pushed to being a third brand? There's not, I think there's one particular death knell. That definitely hurts because Queen laid it out perfectly, especially with this fantastic hand <laughs> thing we're doing. <laughs> Two roads yeah. diverge in a wood, Robert Frost. I'm just saying. Um, you're right. There's a fork. There was a fork in the road, and we went completely left when Vince is looking on the road on the right and not seeing anybody. Mm-hmm. To add to that road on the right, how many people got called up to the main roster and worked? Now, I'm not. I don't mean become world champions, but like became a regular character that worked that never wrestled in NXT. Braun Strowman, Elias. You know what I mean? Like these. Omos now? Omos never even appeared on NXT television. This is this is Lauren? actually a very I'm I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, like that, there's a there's a very interesting dichotomy there in which 
guys that actually really don't work in NXT for the reasons that people watch NXT actually tend to do very well on the main roster. Guys 100%. like Braun Strowman, guys like Elias. Yep. Uh, and I'm wondering what that connection could possibly be. Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> right? But to, to the death knell, to the death knell point, so I can pass it back on to my colleagues here. Um, I can't speak to one particular thing, but I know that NXT was a formula, right? Even to the Shinsuke Nakamura years, the formula was new person debuts, new person builds themselves up, they get the title shot, they win the championship, they do a little run, they get called up. You go back to the very beginning, it happened. Bobby Roode, move on up. Shinsuke Nakamura, move on up. Drew McIntyre, move on up. Andrade, move on up. Andrade stayed a little longer because he had to kind of figure his character out. But <laughs> when he did, move on up. Everybody. So I don't mean to be this guy because I love this dude. But there's a difference than when TakeOver Brooklyn, when Drew beats Shins- beats um, uh, Bobby Roode mm-hmm. and Adam Cole showed up. <laughs> and then you're like, well, yeah, Adam Cole ain't never leaving. You know, and then to your point, Gargano and Ciampa had 57 epics in the span of like three years. They ain't never leaving. And like, um, I don't even know if we want to get into this because that's a cold can of worms. But I, because I know I disagree with everybody on this topic. So if we want to go, we can go there. But back against the wall, just swinging, right? Um, but when Deb, when NXT, however you think they did it, moved or got put against AEW and Mm. the ideology became focused on the brand and and the money, right? When we did that, when they did that, then the thought process was, well, now we got to just keep it. Now we got to keep people on the brand and build the brand up because you can't have a brand without without people, you know, you know, so we can't just have this person for a year and a half and call them up. Now they got to stay. Johnny Gargano been there almost as long as my kid. My kid starts high school next year. You know, I'm being facetious, but like you get the point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he slaps. He shouldn't move. Should he? No. Nope. But in Vince's mind, and again, this none of this is right or wrong. This is just different perspectives. If I'm yeah. Vince McMahon, Johnny Gargano getting fired. Cause why is he here? Yeah. NXT I mean, has you're, you're, run. You're... NXT has run on a loss. Run you're... in the red. Yeah. Every year until last year, when because they, they got the TV deal, that's just factual. So if Johnny Gargano don't want to come and move up and do what he was signed to do, why is he here? Now that's not Ray talking, but I can understand that thought process because what am I? What am, what am I hiring you for? Mm-hmm. If you're just completely gone, Champa's a little different. Champa might have to retire. If he has to retire, that's different. Gargano fine. Gargano can rest another twenty years. And and I think that that's that's something that's really beautiful in what you're saying in a in a weird way about people getting fired but like for me that's that's the that, beauty that, of being being fired for, thank for you for making Tana that statement sound good i appreciate that for, for for me that was the death knell that that's that's the the one of the big nails in the coffin for nxt for me is the fact that they felt compelled 
that we have to have something that competes against AEW on Wednesday nights. When you don't, that didn't have to be an option. Mm-hmm. You 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 brought up um, that NXT was operating at a loss. Multi-million dollar companies like WWE and, and ones larger than WWE lose money uh, hand over fist every day just by hiring employees, right? Like yeah, the company yeah. I work for loses hundreds of millions of dollars every year just hiring new employees and seeing who works and who doesn't, right? Um, it, that's just a, a cost of business. Um, for for me, it's like, and we keep going around and around, and, and I think we, we all agree to the same point. It's for NXT, what do you want? Do you want to be a third brand? Do you want to be a brand that caters to, uh, or do you want to be like a developmental, or do you, want to, do you want to cater to an audience that you really aren't appealing to uh, with your other products right now, Raw, SmackDown, whatever? It, that's what NXT did for me is it catered something to me that did not exist elsewhere in WWE and mm-hmm. that people were getting recruited to yet again, Adam Cole, Tommy end, uh, Sammy Zayn, uh, Kevin Owens. We talk all day about these, these people who kept coming in and out of, of NXT. And, and, and I just feel like, you know, it, it's fine to operate at a loss. Why did you feel the need to go and compete directly and make this this war with AEW out of nothing when AEW clearly had all the momentum? You know, that to me is just like the the really odd part of this is like you felt compelled to to, to make this business move. And yes, you 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 know you got to be profitable. That's cool. But the instant that you made it profitable and the instant that you made it go onto onto USA and made it two hours. Dude, like that's that's the moment that you lost me. Queen, your thoughts on do you think um, AEW kind of highlighted some significant weaknesses in that that NXT kind of a uh, uh, mentality? Did it did it make uh, did it highlight how NXT didn't have its own identity anymore? I think it highlighted that folks. Many folks didn't really take AEW seriously and thought that they could rest on the laurels of what they had in NXT. Not to say that the talent in NXT was bad, okay? It's not. I love NXT. But for a different type of wrestling fan who is tired of seeing the same old, same old on Mondays, Fridays, used to be Tuesdays, uh, (laughs) AEW offered that alternative. It's what made WCW and ECW so attractive to such a large percentage of folks Mm -hmm. in that same way. They're different, though some will argue WCW is making a resurgence. But, hey, whatever. It works. Um, I think it was the underestimating how hungry wrestling fans were for AEW's product and what the potential was. It also highlighted something that I wish a WWE would take more seriously is working with other people. AEW's opening in that forbidden door and working with New Japan and Ring of Honor and Impact and the indies, like Nick Gage, GCW indies, okay? Uh, hiring those indie folks in that area during the pandemic, that's what it highlighted for me. It highlighted a weakness, not necessarily in NXT, but I'd say in the company in general making those decisions to keep NXT where it was to book it for those two hours. And it it makes a mistake. I think not because competition is bad. Competition should be good. 
competition breeds it better. It makes things better. It makes things more interesting. It makes things exciting. I want to see what they're going to say to each other. I want to see, you know, who's going to say what and what shots are going to be taken. It's fun. It's fun. If you don't take it too seriously, it's fun. But by this time, I think it was a combination of what is even NXT anymore? Pandemic problems that they didn't take seriously enough. And the general disenfranchisement with wrestling as a whole. I think all of that together created severe issues for WWE's brand of the other two, but more specifically, what are you going to do to make me interested in watching this now? How are you going to handle that? Now I, I can say they've done really cool storylines and things that are happening with NXT. They have some great signings. The women's division alone is worth watching NXT for. It's beautiful. So it's, it's uh, knocks AEW out of the park. 10 times. No offense, Britt Baker. Love you. Love you, Thunder Rosa. Love, uh, you know, everybody there. But the showcase of women on NXT versus AEW is like this. Yeah. So, you know, th- there, there's the other side. So, Britt, what do you think of uh, is AEW's involvement in this perceived downfall of NXT? It's huge. It's absolutely huge. Because it's it's funny and sad in the same breath how many people turn on NXT the second AEW became a thing. Before NXT, before AEW ever had a show, people were all in the game. I'm not talking about the people who are willing to watch everything and enjoy everything. I'm talking about the people who want to be tribal and say it's only this or that. Mm-hmm. People were only watching NXT because it was the alternative, which may be why Vince didn't like that, right? It, but it was such an alternative to WWE that people who were disenfranchised, like you said, Queen, with WWE and maybe wrestling in general, were holding on to NXT because that's the best that they got and they got what they wanted. Um, just be honest with, just be honest. The indies aren't, at least weren't back then. Maybe still to an extent aren't now, but they are better, easily accessible to a lot of people who want to watch from home, right? If you want to watch television, if you want to watch wrestling on your television. This was a failure of New Japan for all those years. You can't just go to re- a regular television show yeah. and, a channel and watch it. You have to go and get the New Japan world. And then that's not the easiest thing to go through, even when you translate to English. This, that, and the other. So NXT kind of gave you the best of that. Well, AEW mm-hmm. came, people were like, oh, well, I hate Vince anyway, so screw it. I'm going to just watch AEW. And so and that killed NXT. And then. Now, this is completely conjecture. This is 100% of th- just my thoughts. I told this to Mags in the head trauma main- Webby mainstay show we did that kind of led to this. But my sum- my, sum- my summation of this is that Vince sat back with kind of Nick Khan in his ear saying, let's look at the financials, and said, I... Well, this is before Nikon, actually, but back this is before that. But when AW was coming up and he said, I, I Triple H, I Hunter, I Paul, uh, I've given you I son, son, <laughs> right? I've given you full autonomy on yeah. this brand. I haven't, I have not meddled once. You've hired whoever you wanted, you have full control over who goes up and who comes down. Mm-hmm. You're running at a loss. I even agreed to your global localization pro- program where we were going to have 
uh, a performance center in it, uh, India. And we'll have a performance center in either China or Japan, depending on who we could buy. And one in Brazil. And we got the one in London right now. And all of this. I agree with all of this. Now we got somebody coming that wants to steal your steam. They can't compete with me. But they can compete with you since you want to be so different because y'all fighting for the same people. Show me you can beat them. Let's see what happens. And they got the ass beat regularly from a rating. Weak clap. Weak clap. So then, if you're Vince, again, this isn't Ray talking. This is just thinking in the from from the mindset of Vince, from the mindset of a CEO of a publicly traded company. What would you do? Yeah. This is probably like something got to change. And we've talked about this disconnect where you already have a disconnect where you're not sending me stars, right? And the stars you're sending me aren't ready for the main roster in the way I want them to be. Mm-hmm. Are they ready in the main roster for the way fans want them to be? Sure. But not the way I want them to be because they're not going to be used the way I want them to be used. So you're not sending me what I need. You know, the only thing you've given me are women and they were only worked with respect because we had to completely revamp our women's division. So like from day one, when they revamped it four horsewomen, Paige, um, now Bianca, even Alexa and Carmella to a lesser extent, Naomi have been there forever. So I'm not including her, but like that, the women worked because Asuka. they're fantastic. Yeah. Oscar, Oscar's the other one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Naya to an extent, even though I know how people feel about Naya, mm-hmm. Shayna, Shayna, but yeah. women worked because Essentially, women are brand new to, re- to WWE from in, in this perspective. Not saying they wouldn't have worked regardless, but we have to acknowledge that there's a big difference in the way they're treated now. Um, but I've done all this. I've given you all this. All this has happened. And you can't beat this company who just started? I don't know, man. Something got to change. And that's just the way I perceived it. Because you can't... There's a drastic difference in the way... I assume Vince sees the company for, since AEW grew. I think I think NXT television has been fine the entire time, but both of you, Tanner, Queen, have mentioned that y'all feel differently about it since AEW started. And I feel differently because of the. I feel differently because it's gotten too too raw and SmackDown. I can't. I can't with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want it. Yeah. Right. Don't, that's my problem. I don't see that. And maybe that's I don't, just my ignorance. Yeah. I, I see it a little bit. And so, it's starting to sink it's starting to sink in for me. Mm-hmm. It, it it doesn't have the same taste. And I don't like it. The lemonade's too sour. It needs to be more sweet. And I don't get that there. So I turn mm-hmm. to AEW. Plus AEW sold me from the beginning because of how much I love Kenny and the Bucks. Like, whatever they do, hangman, I'm there. Like, let's go. I've been on board since since then, since they killed Adam Cole and Adam Cole showed up at NXT, right? Which is, ah, oh man, I wish we could go back to that in some ways. But, like, I don't discount it because NXT does have great stories and good programs. They do. They have good talent. It's not that. It's just feeling way more to me like a SmackDown light. And I don't like it. I don't watch... I mean, if I have to, I'd rather watch SmackDown than Raw. Raw, I feel like, is a disaster. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I sit here and I'm thinking about Nick Khan and I'm thinking about Vince, like, to your point, as a business person, like, fuck yeah, I got to do something to fix this. Yeah. Mm. Because to me, as Vince McMahon and co, this ain't working for me. 
Yeah. However, what are you going to do? Make it like raw? Because that's working? Nope. So well, to me, it's just like it. Uh, I want <laughs> NXT just to, to retract a couple years. Give me yeah. like tw 2018, 2019 NXT. Yeah. Which is which is also you very know? interesting. Which is also very interesting <sighs> because there's a lot of like, Sad. there's a lot of uh, when this debate was first opened up by by you and 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 Ray Mags when the, when it was first kind of boiling here, there was a lot of revisionist history going on on Twitter where people were like, yes. oh yeah, the the the, oh the Champa Gargano match that were, was the were, worst I mean, take I yeah, have like, ever, like, ever those seen. those matches it weren't really great. Carried NXT, y'all, yeah, please. Like like like, like the, they they didn't really they, they weren't really meaningful. Whatever. For, for um, the record, Tanner, I've seen I've saw yeah. people say that in real time, and yeah. it's it's mind boggling. It's, but I saw people say it in real time. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's very it's very weird. Uh, it makes and, me and, feel and, and these were <laughs> yes. I mean, just to to stay on that point for a second, these were uh, quite relevant uh, people in the internet wrestling community who were saying these things. These are not just uh, revisionist fans with a uh, hundred followers who are just saying things to be edgy. Well, well they, these they were quickly, quite they quickly, big people. Yeah, they quickly lost relevance with me after they said that. 100%. First of all, <laughs> first of all, why are you going back in, in, in saying all this stuff that we, you know, I know they true. know. Because yeah. if they don't know, then something's wrong with you. Yeah, that just makes Why you are you putting this? Yes, you're lying. <laughs> you're straight <laughs> typing in your little phone or on your keyboard and straight lies, vomiting out of your mouth. What is the point of that? What was the point of saying that? Yeah. Why? Clout. Clout? Yeah. Lost respect. Uh, yeah, 100% clout. Yeah. Please. Fun, fun times. <laughs> so, Fickle. I mean, we're almost an hour into this now uh let's let's hit on the 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 main question the, the lessons learned <laughs> yeah after after going through all of, of 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 nxt from the beginning uh to kind of uh where we are now in in this state of flux tanner did nxt fail <sighs> did nxt fail um let me answer your question with another question did, did nxt fail <laughs> at at what um, NXT, <laughs> NXT definitely had some some glories, some major victories. I think that without, um, if it weren't for AEW, we would still be talking about how awesome NXT was because that would still be the go to place for mm -hmm. that talent, right? Um, I mean, it's it's not any stretch of the imagination that um, you know when AEW was was first getting put to paper. The idea when WWE was trying to negotiate with Kenny, the Young Bucks, and Hangman, Hangman was going to be in NXT. He was going to be the next big star in NXT. Um, I think that NXT would still continue to be putting on great matches. And honestly, if you want to know my real honest opinion, you you would not have NXT on USA Network either. I think they, they would still be on WWE Network. There would not be any, any need for WWE to go to Peacock. I think that NXT would probably, in the end, still be on WWE Network doing its thing and still existing, I think that they would probably also end up, and again, this is kind of answering a question that maybe Ray had brought up previously, and I think that we've all touched base on it, you know, Ray, Queen, and I. Um, 
what what NXT did really really well for a very long time was finding that balance and that medium between hey these are developmental people people who have never even thought about being in a wrestling ring and here's some people who've actually been in a wrestling ring working on the independents who actually have some semblance of experience let's balance that and make sure that we can actually make a great product that people want to watch and i feel like again ultimately that's that's what it should be but uh here we are and the complete opposite of all of that has happened um so yes there's things that nxt absolutely did well i areas where i would not consider them a failure but at its current conjecture it feels like they really got their head kicked in by AEW, and they certainly aren't any closer to making up ground for it okay so Ray, same question. I mean, I know we've uh, we've uh, spoke at length on this subject, uh, but what what are your thoughts? Do you think NXT has failed? Well, I'm not gonna answer ask a question, ask a question with a question, <laughs> but I'm gonna do the same thing Tanner did without doing that. Um, and I'm not gonna say yes and no, but I'm gonna say this: NXT is NXT is a is, is a multiple meaning entity so nxt as a third brand i don't think it failed because it's been successful in the wrestlers that it's created it's been successful in the stories that it's given it's been successful in that every time it's had a chance to go on the road they have sold out it's successful on the fact that off the off the um backs of their talent they got a tv uh network uh deal and I understand where you feel, Tanner, but there's reports two years before AEW ever existed of them trying to get NXT on television. So they were always going to be on TV. Like these mm-hmm. are verifiable reports, not Meltzer. I'm talking about Variety and people in like television news magazines that are reporting that NXT was going to move to television as far as two years before AEW. So like they they're successful in that regards, but in terms of developmental, I think. I said a, I said a definitive no when we recorded, but I'm going to say an incomplete because I had some friends reach out to me and remind me, and I'm a huge proponent of this, but this is just my ignorance in, converse, in the conversation missing it, is that we, we ignorantly as a group never seem to recognize the fantastic uh, success that NXT has had with their women. And I don't just mean in NXT, but I mean on the main roster. Because if we're honest, 90, other than Natty and Naomi, maybe, I can't think, maybe a couple other people, they're all from NXT. And Naomi came from NXT, the game show, and Natty re- got reheated in NXT against Charlotte. So, like, they're a massive success on that regard, right? The main event, one of the, one of the main events, if not the main event, depending on how they book it, of, the, of SummerSlam is Sasha versus Bianca. NXT versus literally pulled out of CrossFit to NXT, Bianca. So there is success in that regard. But we're speaking about the men that's very hit or miss, which is why I say incomplete, because they make stars that would not work in Vince's world. And it's not has nothing to do with the person. It has nothing to do with the people. Because I know the ideology is that Vince only likes giants. That's not necessarily true because most of his like major major champions who he has built his companies are smaller people. Sean, Brett, Macho Man, Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Rollins, 
Stone Cold, six foot one. Like Angle, like they're smaller people. So he'll rock with a smaller AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean, AJ guy. Styles, he, he said he wished he signed him 10 years before. Yes. Yeah. The issue is these guys don't come main roster ready the way Vince wants them. They can't cut mm-hmm. promos, right? They uh, they are so stuck in their own character that they – that's why he, he strips them of so much and changes them. I think of a guy who was not even an NXT guy, was a former main roster guy, Bobby Lashley. There's a lot of shit Bobby Lashley had to go through when he came back. But Bobby will tell you, Vince did that to get me out of my comfort zone so I can be prepared for what he gave me. Now, to me and you guys, that sounds like some bullshit. But it's working because this man's main eventing, um, he made eventing to WrestleMania, is made eventing SummerSlam as a six as a six month world champion against a guy it's maybe we all hate. Lose to go but it, don't shut your mouth, <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> uh, but so like the reasonings we may not like, the 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 role we may not like, but for a lot of these guys, the ends are justifying the means. And I don't like it, but it is what it is. And I'd like to see all these guys be successful because I'm NXT through and through. That's mm-hmm. my favorite show. Has been for 10 plus years. But until there's a change in the way developmental is being made, sending them to the main roster, that part of it has failed. So, Queen, same question. Has... NXT failed. I will never say that NXT is a failure for the mere fact that the women's evolution and revolution came from it. Period. Full stop. I don't need to say anything else. Even if they just did that, huge success. Huge. Massive. Um, Also, they made a third brand. That's what they did. However they started, okay, I think people, you know, to your point, Ray, the men have a hit or miss success rate in NXT. I, but I feel like Daniel Bryan, Seth Rollins, we're going to be on that main roster spot regardless. Sure. No matter what. Sure. I, I, they just have it. They have it. And they specifically have what Vince was looking for. Mm-hmm. And they're both mm-hmm. smaller dudes. So mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. But, however... I don't feel like there's a main roster anymore. And I feel like NXT made that possible. It made that a conversation, which is why I do this all the time. Cause I, I, I actually don't believe going to raw is the best thing for some people. I just don't, I think it's going to ruin them. Mm-hmm. I don't believe going to SmackDown for some people is the best choice for other people. Great. Awesome. Works for them, but it doesn't work for a lot of the people from NXT. Now whose fault is that? Well, I think it's the, Upper companies, right? Me. Yeah, me. Fault. <laughs> I would never bl- I would never blame that on you. I would never blame the Viking experience on you. Okay. <laughs> we all know who's responsible for that. That, that that's my thing. They, they've made it a conversation where it's a lateral move as opposed to an up move. And that that's the difference because it, when it was created, it's supposed to be an upward movement. Mm-hmm. Now it's a left or right movement. And that's where this conversation gets really tricky because I don't think it failed. I think it redefined itself over time and they haven't let go of its inception. Mm-hmm. And that's why it needs a redefinition. You want a third mm-hmm. brand? Cause that's how you've been treating it for the past four years. Then that's what you need to do. 
right? That developmental, that performance center, that's where you should be building the stars that Vince would like on his Raw or his SmackDown. NXT yep. is its own beast, and it needs to stay that way, I think, because if it becomes more like the other two, you're, you're, losing, you're losing it a little bit. And then it just becomes three of the same things. That's kind of silly. You need to, like, each has to have its own lane, right? Mm -hmm. They need to take the developmental side out of NXT in, in the way that I'm supposed to build stars for the other two. They need to take that out. NXT is its own thing. And they need to have that performance center option with a very clear understanding of this is what I want for Raw and SmackDown. And then they can even include NXT in that. This is what I want for NXT. And here are the lanes in which this person can go, this one, and this one. Right? Mm -hmm. If Vince wants people who can do entertaining uh, part of the business, the cut the promo, and however he wants to design that story, then that needs to happen in the Performance Center. That's not NXT's job anymore, and I don't think it, I don't think it has been since 2017 at earliest. Yeah. Can, can I change I mean, my answer to hers? Yeah, that was, that was like the most perfect answer that, that you could think really of. That was really good. That was that was awesome. I um, think I think my yeah, answer is going to actually wrap your three answers all up in a, in a kind of neat little ball. Uh, right now, I don't think NXT failed at all. I think WWE failed NXT. Yeah. By changing the goalposts of what they wanted from NXT, yep. uh, by not preparing NXT uh, and and the, the the infrastructure to be uh, a competitor with uh, with AEW, uh, by not uh, giving um, NXT that support that that the main roster gets uh, in 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 terms of uh, uh, of, of infrastructure, I think it's not a case of NXT failing; it's a case of WWE failing their third brand uh we 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 saw uh a lot of times i mean you know if, if you remember uh, uh last last year we got the whole survivor series thing where nxt were brought in as as being this this huge thing triple h and all his, his team there in the middle of the ring we are nxt and then it fell off a cliff we heard yeah. nothing about nxt uh, since then every time a wrestler gets called up from nxt or called across Nothing is was done with them. There was no kind of a uh, delve into the backstory. We've seen the NXT champion come onto the main roster and lose in minutes. Horrifying. That is horrific booking. Uh, if you want to make NXT a, a viable third brand, that's horrible booking. You, you're making that that whole company look weak and I think it's not a case of NXT failing. I think WWE have changed the goalposts so much over the years of what they wanted from NXT that it was always destined to have this this kind of trajectory that it was always going to be uh the fall guy for AEW. It was always going to be the redheaded stepchild of of uh, WWE programming. Um I I want to end with uh, a little bit of positivity. I want I want to go around the table and say, how do we fix NXT? So, Ray, I know you will have a hell of a lot to say about this, so I'm going to go to Tanner first. Uh, <laughs> Tanner, how do, how do you fix NXT? What a, what a swerve. Um, That's what yeah. I do, sir. That's what I do. How do you fix NXT? Um, 
I mean, Queen hit the nail on the head. I, I mean, what else do you want me to say? I mean, she yeah. she answered that beautifully. Um, yeah, you you basically what you need to do. Um, and and if I and if I'm butchering this Queen, please forgive me. <laughs> it's okay. But 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 you need to make sure that you. WWE does enough market research, or they say that they do enough market research, uh, to know who they're catering to for what. Right? They should know by now. NXT caters to a different audience than what Raw or SmackDown does. Uh, it, it, it caters, uh, I mean, Raw caters to people who like garbage, and oh SmackDown caters to people who oh are fine. Right? Wow! Um, my man! Uh, wow! So. so <laughs> he ain't wrong. I, I, NXT... Can I change my red shirt real quick? My God. <laughs> That's your Texas homie right there. Yeah, I know. Right? Say it. Good Texas. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah. NXT needs to be like capable of catering to the audience as a response, like to what it was. I guess I don't want to say what it's originally meant to be because who knows what that is by now. Um, but yeah, they they need to be able to attract the people that Ring of Honor attracts. They need to be able to attract the people that AEW attracts. Right? Like they, you need to be competitive in that sense. You know, I mean, dude. For, for, what, three years, people were always talking about, hey, I can't believe that NXT stole the show from WrestleMania or stole the show from SummerSlam or stole the show from Survivor Series. I want those days again because yes. I, I miss that. Um, how do we get there? Jeez. Uh, by by not <laughs> well, you, you need to keep guys like Adam Cole and, and Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano around. Uh, that needs to at least be one starting point because if you <laughs> if if you try to diverge them into something that they're not, um, you're you run risk of them leaving and going the same direction as Miro and uh, Malachi Black at this point and showing up in AEW. Um, so you need to retain what's working, and then you need to uh, again kind of along the same lines as what Queen said. You need to keep developmental as developmental. You need to, you know, that needs that needs to be separate mentally from what you're producing now as a product on NXT and try to make and and, and WWE needs to prop up NXT as being competitive, as not maybe competitive but like as as viable as any other wrestling show that you might find out there. That's an alternative. Bray, uh, your 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 thoughts on fixing NXT. Well, thank you for not letting me go after Queen because I just would have nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, like, what was that all about, man? So, like, thank you for that, number one. <laughs> uh, she's going to shut all of us down. So, like, there's no... I usually just went to her and ended the show. Um, I will... I, and that's, I'm not joking. Like, <laughs> you're making me rethink my own damn answers. Oh, damn! Um, <laughs> yeah, like, like literally changed the show, yeah. So, I'll, I'll say this. Of course, there's a whole bunch of things um, from a management standpoint, I think, and I've said this on every show I've ever had the pleasure of being on, that that I don't think Vince himself is the problem as much as I think that Vince and the the um, kind of the the business model and the the corporate structure they've built is the problem. And I've never seen a company have from the top to the wrestlers, the people in between be so horrible and inept and, and shitty and they're so bad mm -hmm. and i think that's that's the failure of wwe 
Um, so with that notwithstanding, um, I'll try to be a little different and say, uh, answer this question with one word, evolve. So WWE, and I don't mean evolve in terms of like evolution. WWE bought the IP to the company evolve from Gabe Spolsky. Mm-hmm. So what Queen said in the last segment, question you asked, um, where continue to make NXT a brand and use the performance center as what it's supposed to be and send have NXT, SmackDown, and Raw lateral, let them be different, let them have their own things that they cater to, and then you use the Evolve IP, put that on the network, and then let the people literally who are coming from the indies who are you're signing specifically to move up or Gable, Steven, Stevenson, or the people that you're trying to bring in from outside of the company, put them on Evolve, let that be stripped down, let that be different, and then you have three brands and treat them as three equal brands, and that way, Gable Stevenson goes straight to SmackDown, whatever. Such and such goes straight to Raw, whatever. Such and such goes straight to NXT, whatever. And that way, your structure is back intact. But whatever does, you do, have a damn structure. Stop running, flying by the seat of your pants because it's not working. Does that not kind of uh, start the ball rolling again, though? Because when Evolve becomes a big thing and fans are really kind of jumping on the Evolve bandwagon, is Vince going to see those dollar-dollar signs in his eyes and think, I need no. to get this out on the road. This I just, is some I just, good no. shit, pal. No, it won't, because Vince never wanted them to get on the road for NXT. That was never a Vince move. That was all Triple H. Triple H didn't put them on the road. Vince Vince didn't say, hey, man, we should make some money off of this. The only reason they got Brooklyn Takeover was because they already had the damn arena booked for four days. And so Triple H was like, well, since we got it, can we do this? Right? If you remember, Arrival... The rival that had um, Zayn versus Cesaro and the latter match between Neville and Bo Dallas for the NXT title. That was the first ever show on the, on the WWE Network. The only reason Triple H got that possible was because they needed to test a major show before uh, WrestleMania. Because the network started the night after Elimination Chamber. And they needed one show to test to make sure the network worked. So because of that, Triple H had some leverage to say, let's get a show. Other than that, they may not even got a damn takeover. It worked. So he was able to leverage, well, you know what? Let's keep takeovers on Wednesdays. We're going to keep it on the same that we're already on. Just give us an extra two hours. You need network content anyway, right? So none of this stuff is because Vince said, I want money. I see dollars. Vince never even looked down to Winter Park, or, uh, Florida once. The show that they had, um, um, the WrestleMania 31 was in San Jose, right? The Silicon yeah. Valley, whatever. Yeah. Yes. They had a um, a special show that they had in San Jose um, that wasn't taped, just for fans. And it was like NXT, a takeover show, but it wasn't for fans. That was the first time Vince had ever seen NXT live. That was the first time we had ever seen. What the fuck seen... is this shit, pal? Exactly, because that's the that's the night Hideo, aka so Small, he hit the he hit the GTS on Austin Aries, and the crowd lost their shit because oh my god, CM Punk, whatever, right? But Vince had never seen it live before then. So so if as long as it's understood, this is the goal of the show, and Triple H doesn't get trigger happy and says, well, I could keep doing this, this, and this because you're letting me. As long as this is the plan, and I'm not dissing Triple H at all. I would do the same thing in his situation. 
as long as that's the plan and the goal and the understanding of what it is, won't be a problem. Queen broke it down perfectly, and Tanner even did it himself. We never understood what NXT was because it kept changing. If Evolve is only and forever will only ever be a conduit to the main roster, and NXT is considered main roster, we'll never have a problem. make some absolutely uh, salient points uh queen round up this question how do you how do you fix nxt and uh yeah put all those in our place (laughs) (laughs) everything else that i said we already know because everybody talked about it again right so on top of all that you have to take nxt seriously don't have your champion come on your other brand and lose in 90 seconds sorry Mm-mm, wrong move. That makes me not care about NXT and think that your champion is trash. Period. So that that it needs to be respected. You need to make it your third brand, officially, embraced by the aboves. That's going to make a huge difference. Keeping each in their own lane, using that developmental as only developmental, is a big deal. Also. They need to take a step back. They're always looking for what's next and what I need to do. Cool. What about what's happening right now? Because right now I'm seeing a lot of trash. I don't like it. Let's fix that. How do we fix that? What are the things we need to do? Well, I think we need to go back to fundamentals. Every time something isn't working, we got to take it back to basics of what people like. What are the things that make me money? What are the things that people enjoy? Who in my demo is watching NXT? What is it they want to see? Let's give them that. I guarantee you that'll fix and help your ratings from here, at least to up here, right? You have your own night now. You moved. Great move. So now you got Tuesdays. What are you going to do? Make me take NXT seriously if I'm a, a casual other fan of the other two brands. Make me take it seriously. Because th- if they do... Other people will. Stop seeing it as under here. That's the fundamental problem. Majority of folks that watch WWE see, still see NXT is here and Raw and SmackDown is here. That's wrong. Wrong. They haven't been treating it like that on, on their Wednesday, now Tuesday nights. So let's, let's, let's fix that and make it this way. Nice and across. That's going to be so helpful for the talent that's there. They make good stories. Let them be showcased. Put a little more, put a little more emphasis and money into that. Back the horse that gives you that feeling of those takeovers. Having been to several myself, been very lucky to actually see those live. I was there the last one before Alistair Black and Ricochet and the War Raiders were whew, to the other brands. That feeling only NXT has. I've been to AEW. I've been to Raw. I've been to SmackDown. I've been to pay-per-views. Only NXT has that. AEW feels completely different. NXT has something very, very special. They have to lean into that. And I think if they took the voices of their fans a little more seriously and understood who it is, right? You brought out that. Who's watching NXT? That's going to help big, big, big time. Also, Karrion Cross needs to go as champion. Scarlett, can she have the belt? Can she she be NXT champion? Because... Can we also say, can they tour? Can they get out of the same place every damn week? Maybe that'll help. Yeah, that would be awesome. 
Yes, it would. That'd be great. And, <laughs> yeah. and this uh, conversation has been great. This uh, debate has been great. Some really, uh, uh, really cool ideas and thoughts and, and, and viewpoints. I've, I've thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time talking with you guys, as I always do. Um, I want to uh, uh, leave on a positive note, uh, and, and I, I've got to give props to everyone in the chat. Uh, sorry for not really getting to your, uh, your comments, uh, but the conversations in the chat were, were just absolutely on point. I, I really uh, appreciate you all. Uh, but as we go around the table and give our uh, socials, uh, what I'd also like from, from each of you is, uh, is a little bit of positivity. Uh, so I want uh, an NXT match that people should go out and look for and watch. Uh, so to give you a little bit of thinking time, I'll go through mine first. You can follow me down here at Podfather Schmags uh, on the Twitter. I am, in terms of content, I am all over the place on Radio Techers, uh, a part of uh, the amazing team over at Visionary Gold Media, and uh, with my boy Ray over on uh, Chairshot, uh, doing some really cool, interesting things over there. So definitely go and check out all those teams. Uh, and for, for my match, uh, one that I go back to on the regular, it's the inaugural um North American Championship six six man ladder match uh, that really just shouts out to me. This is what NXT is all about. So definitely go and uh, if you uh, if you have the time, go and check out that match. Uh, it's uh, it's an absolute banger. Um, Tanner, sir, uh, for the third time today, um, give us your socials. Yeah, I mean, you can follow me on Twitter at TexasGentleman underscore, which is right across here, right here at the bottom. Uh, that's my personal. Uh, or you can just hit us up on Twitter at uh, the uh, the Radio Techers Twitter handle, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Uh, we cover, obviously, football uh, as well as um, wrestling and uh, MMA. So it's, it's, a, it's a great time uh, to be subscribing to Radio Techers. If you haven't done so already, uh, go ahead and you know smash that subscribe button. Greatly appreciate it. And um, yeah, while, while you're watching NXT TakeOver New Orleans for that six-man ladder match, you might as well stick around for the main event and watch uh, a really good wrestling match, Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano, no holds barred, because uh, the haters are wrong. Oh, that that match is oh, it is something else. Champa has the Champa has the greatest entrance music in history of that match. Just the boos just of the silence, <laughs> silence so and good. booing, just is, drinking so, those salty, salty yeah. tears. So so visceral. It's it's amazing. <laughs> Ray, my uh, brother from another mother, uh, let us know where we can get hold of you. Am I doing this right? Yeah. Yeah. Yay! Hey. You I'm like got Instagram it first camp. try, man. Hey, man, look. I pointed <laughs> at Queen earlier and I did this, and I was like, that's not the right hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Instagram Cash, R-E-Y as a Mysterio, C-A-S-H as in dollars. Um, so follow your boy there. I'm trying to do better to tweet, but most of the time it's just retweets and likes. But I'm trying to do better. Um, as far as a match that I could give you guys, I am a very much a story guy. Like, the wrestling part is cool, but I got to have a story. One of the best stories ever told is who jumps at who jumped Alistair Black and Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano was absolved of his sins. Go watch that match. Take over Phoenix, was it? Um, yeah, I think so. 
I'll check. Take over sounds right. Yeah. yeah. And, Mom, Queenio, thank you so much for for taking the time to uh, to uh, give us your knowledge. Uh, let everyone know about the things coming up in in uh, in Queens. Uh, content creation world and where we can get all of you on your socials well firstly thank you so much for asking me to come on it's been so much fun chatting with you guys today uh y'all can find me at the queen of ne on the old twitters i live tweet a lot and talk a lot of shit <laughs> that's pretty much what i do um as far as content creation wise i'm back sort of um i Are think you? I, am. <laughs> I mean Maybe. i am <laughs> i guess um not in the Queen's Court way, but in the Queen and Pops experience way. Uh, we just dropped our season two back at it uh, episode today in which we uh, re-watched Sasha versus Bianca from WrestleMania 37 because all the feels. And um, next week we have a fun match in store, which I'll tell you now is Walter versus uh, Dragunov from uh, NXT UK to prepare us for NXT TakeOver. So Pops and I talk about that, and we drop some news about a new show? Something like that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I would stay tuned to that. Um, and, and as for a match in NXT, um, can it be anything other than Sasha Bailey at Brooklyn? The answer is no. So that's the one. And also, for new NXT, happening now, anything with Kushida and anything Kushida does, you should watch. Oh, I stand Kushida. Yeah. Me too. You know what? If 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 I may, no, go you watch may Takeover. Not. You know what? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Go watch Takeover Thirty Six this weekend. Yes, How about absolutely. that? Or ne- next weekend. Next. Damn it. This coming weekend. We got you. I'm yeah. trying. Okay. And I'll, yeah. I'll and I will be on with uh, I'll be on with Josh Robinson on his uh, Twitch stream to uh, to predict that show. So yeah, definitely. Uh, Keep uh, keep tuned for that. Uh, definitely drop a, a like and a subscribe here at Radio Tech as we are uh, hoping to be your uh, your go to for alternative uh, commentary, sport, and also specials like this. So yeah, thank you all for watching along. Thank you to my illustrious panel, uh, and we will see you all very very soon. Bye-bye. Queen for president, <laughs> president, CEO, oh, all of it. I- NXT. <laughs> Can you I'll take, take over. Can you fix the oh, pandemic too? Oh, yeah. Sure. Do it all. We out. Okay.